All right, all right, all right. Let's get into it. Um, I got a little bit before I got to go into work, so let's hop right into it. Uh, the other day I was reading an article about uh, Terry Bradshaw's comments on uh, the I So Woke Up Dangerously uh, Baker Mayfield. And uh, it's good to know that Terry Bradshaw feels the same way we all do. Uh, pretty much can't stand the guy. He, you know, you can't, you can't come out of college overhyping yourself and then... You just you you're cocky and arrogant, and you've done nothing in this league yet. Um, you know, people tell me, oh, you know, you bash you bash the guy too much. You know, you bash this one, you bash that one. Listen, it's not bashing when it's the truth, and that's just the bottom line to it. Baker Mayfield, the Cleveland Brown organization, and the teammates around him, and even people within the media have overhyped this guy up. Um, and what has he done? He's done nothing. He has more he has more TV commercials than he has career wins. He's got more commercials than he's got touchdown passes. He has more interceptions than TV commercials. Um, Cleveland anointed this guy like the next coming of Jesus. And it, it, it it's just disgusting. Um, you know, he uh, Bradshaw's been saying the same thing that I've been saying. You know, he doesn't like his cockiness. He doesn't like the showboating. You know, he doesn't like the arrogance. And, you know, he's just... And that's why Cleveland will never succeed. Baker Mayfield will never be that guy who will take the reins of the team and be the leader it needs to be. It, it's just a plain, simple fact. Um, what he should do is learn that is to learn how to be a leader from guys like Drew Brees, guys like even Peyton Manning. Um, you know, Dan Marino, he needs to watch videos of those guys or even my quarterback in Ben who will literally come back out there, hurt as can be, and will and, and will drive this team to victory. Um, that's what Baker Mayfield needs to learn how to be. He needs to be humbled a bit, and I think he's gonna get humbled when he plays the Steelers in week 17, and he's gonna get humbled by TJ Watt because I think TJ's just gonna come at him full blast and just say, Here's your here you go. Now you're humbled, bitch. Um, cause that's what he needs. I think that's the wake up call, you know, and then I got criticized because I said him getting COVID and putting up, being put on the COVID list was karma. And, you know, in a way it is. And again, I get nobody wants to see anybody else, you know, you know, uh, catch Corona at all. I get it, but you know what? I'm, I'm sorry, but I just, I, I can't stand Baker Mayfield. It's just my viewpoint on it. It's my opinion. Just like you're entitled to yours. I'm entitled to mine. Um, on to the next thing at hand, which I found utterly hilarious, is Tony La Russa, right? So the guy retires from baseball for like umpteen years now, okay? Goes in the Hall of Fame, rightfully so. The White Sox, the day before he gets hired as the White Sox manager, which I don't know why this guy even wants to come back and manage. You should have just enjoyed your retirement and, you know, rode off into the sunset. You know, this game's passed you by for a couple of years. Nobody knows if you're going to be able to manage in today's game. Uh, if you could adapt and overcome to him, that's great. So what does this guy do the night before it's announced he's the White Sox manager? He gets a DUI, right? I believe he was in Arizona when he did this. All right, so he gets a DUI, okay? And then he leaves the car there smoking and tells the cops, oh, no, I'm legit. I'm a Hall of Famer. Could you imagine if any one of us did that? Oh, no, nah, don't worry about it, officer. I'm good. I work at a parts store. I could get the parts for this tomorrow. I'm good. I'm legit. Don't worry about it. Are you serious? If that was any one of us, we would be we would be getting the cuffs thrown on us, thrown into the bullpen at the county, you know, at the county courthouse. And, you know, we'd be paying tens of thousands of dollars. La Russa, nothing from what I hear. Uh, so we'll wait and see on that one. 
And then, you know, jumping back into football, and I also read this morning uh, an NFL executive, which you know, and 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 I can't stand this. If you're gonna st- if you're gonna make a statement about something, put your name on it, own it. Um, c- comes out and says the Bears signing uh, Jimmy Graham was one of the worst offseason moves that the uh, Bears made, and which. Which honestly amazes me because Jimmy Graham's always been a, a reliable tight end for the most part. But, you know, he's on his declining years. But what really interests me with Chicago is how they have like nine tight ends on the team. They literally, in this year's draft, drafted like three tight ends. With Cole Komet from Notre Dame being one of them. If you drafted Komet, why did you... If if you, if you drafted Komet, why would you sign Graham? It, it, it just... Uh, Chicago's just another disaster of a football team. Yeah, and and I think a lot of us know it. And you know, and then you go over to the Seahawks side of things, right? And and, and you thought the Saints fans were bad with that non-pass interference call, and oh, we're gonna take this, we're gonna take the NFL to the Supreme Court. We're gonna this, and we're gonna that, and oh, we want special uh, rules in place, you know, because we're the Saints, and you know, we got screwed, and you know, that ref was uh, a Rams fan since he's like three years old, and that's why he didn't call it. Oh, and he like lives next to Sean McVay's cousin's brother's sister's mother-in-law's uh, dog walker's house or something like that, right? Okay, so what do the Seahawks fans go out and do now? They literally start a petition online to fire Ken Norton, a defensive coordinator, because the Seattle Seahawks are going to, because the Seattle Seahawks as an organization are going to read that and they're just going to go, oh, well, the fans don't want you here. Goodbye. Listen, the Legion of Boom defense that the Seahawks once had is gone. And I think Seahawks fans, you want to live in the past. And that's the only time you guys ever became fans of the Seahawks. Because half years couldn't name somebody who played for the Seahawks before Sherman was there. And before Wagner. And before DJ DK Metcalf. And before Tyler Lockett. And before Russell Wilson either. Okay? You, you probably can't. Half years probably don't even remember that the Seahawks at one point were in the Super Bowl. Okay? Now, they're not going to fire Ken Norton because... You said to fire Ken Norton. If if NFL teams made decisions based on what the fans said and thought and posted online, every team would be atrocious. Every team would suck. There, there would be no coaches. Every week you'd see you, you'd see all this movement when the NFL. Oh, I don't like this quarterback. Oh, oh, got a post on Facebook. Let's get rid of him. Oh my God, he listened to me. Oh my God, they got rid of him. Come on. If you're going to be a fan of any sport or any team, realize this. You really think these guys within these organizations, whether it's the owner, the GM, the coach, you really think they're reading what you write and take it seriously? You think for those who, who you know, who, who do sports uh, blogs and sports podcasts like me and other people and sports videos like I do and, and, and everybody else across the world, you think they listen to us and think, well, you know. I got to fire this guy because Jim from Long Island says, I got to fire him. No. No, that, that, that's not the case. And you know what's funny? You know what's funny is is that when the Saints fans complained about the non-pass interference call and the Saints in the organization complained about it, and then we had that, that, we had that new rule in, right, where pass interference calls could be reviewed. Who thought, honestly, anybody who's going to listen to this, who thought, honestly, that that was going to last? Are you kidding me? I called it then. I said this will get. I said this will be thrown out within a year because they're not going to overturn anything. Out of like the thirty plus pass interference calls that were reviewed, I think three were overturned, and 
75% of them should have been overturned. But you know what? Hey, they can't even get a friggin' dropped interception call right in the NFL. You really think they're going really to overturn a pass interference call? Yeah. All righty then. Because uh, they're not. Because they're just not. And, and, and again, and I, I say in my videos, so I'll say here, the officiating, it has become an utter joke. And, and it needs to be corrected some way, somehow. Um, you know, I got a I got a text message from from one of my haters last night about uh, you know how's it gonna feel when Mason Rudolph starts Sunday. Listen, it's not Saturday yet. Ben tested negative yesterday after he tested positive, apparently, and and, and that's the thing with COVID that people have to realize. Um, in the NFL, there's gonna be a lot of false negatives and false positives. It, it, it's just the way it is, and and for for those who are confused by it, listen. This is just what it is. Um, we have to, though, the Steelers team and organization knows that they messed up on this one. And Vance McDonald, again, should have never traveled with the team. Um, hopefully, this situation is one that they learn from. The whole NFL, not just the Steelers. Because the Ravens, the, the, I'm sure the Ravens learned from it by now. You know, if one of your players test doesn't come back negative or positive and he's complaining of cold flu-like symptoms keep him away from the team you know all these other guys have families they have wives they have kids you know they have family members you know who 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 may contract it from you and may not survive it so you got to think about that the nfl as a whole needs to think about it uh aaron Rodgers came out and i didn't get a chance to read this and i wish i did um, he came out and kind of, I, from what I understand of it, he blasted the, the protocol of COVID within the NFL and that there's a double standard to it. Um, I got to go and read it, but I'll tell you right now, if Aaron Rodgers is saying something about it, then it's, it, it's probably accurate to what he's saying. Uh, and, and Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, uh, he proves to you week in and week out, hey, you don't want to get me any weapons. I'm going to utilize what I got and I'm still going to win. You know, and and if, if for those who are Green Bay fans that got mad that they drafted Jordan Love, listen, you were either drafting his, you were either drafting his successor in last year's draft, or you're doing it in this year's draft, because when when it's Aaron Rodgers' time to hang up the cleats, you need you need his heir apparent there. Green Bay is a team like Pittsburgh where all we know is winning, and they're not going to rebuild when Aaron Rodgers walks away. So they're trying to find him. So they went and got his successor now. And they're going to find his weapons for him by the time Aaron Rodgers walks away. They're not going to build this team for Aaron Rodgers. They're going to build this team for Jordan Love. Or the next guy that they draft, if, it, if they decide it's not Jordan Love, in which case then you, you wasted a draft pick on a quarterback then you were not going to utilize. And it's the same thing in Pittsburgh. We have a young wide receiving core. That's, that Ben came back to win them a championship, not for him, not for him to win another Super Bowl. He's not doing this for him. And I got to, and I got told by 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 some people, uh, Ben selfish. You know he you know because he's coming back. He's taking a young man's spot of running this team. And listen, Ben didn't come back for Ben. Ben came back for Juju. He came back for Connor. He came back for Deontay Johnson. He came back for Washington. He came back for Villanueva and DeCastro and all those guys who want to win a Super Bowl before Ben retires. And they play hard because of Ben. So don't tell me that Ben came back for Ben because that is utter nonsense. And I, I honestly, I don't want to hear that bullshit. I just really don't. Um, but Ben's, Ben's successor is not on this team because it's not, again, it's not Dobbs. It's not Mason Rudolph. And yeah, Mason Rudolph's going to get a bulk of the uh, practice time, you know, you know with the uh, first team. 
Uh, honestly, if I had to flip a coin, I'd, I'd flip it for Dobbs. He's the more experienced of the backup who knows the offense a bit better than Rudolph does, even though Rudolph technically now has been here longer because we because Dobbs was released during the whole Minka thing or, or however that worked out. And then he went to Jacksonville and did nothing there. So he knows he knows these Steeler players. He knows these Steeler coaches. And he knows the Steeler offense. That's who I would start if, God forbid, Ben can't play Sunday. But again, Ben's going to play because Ben's going to test negative every time now he gets tested. Doubt it if you want, but it's going to happen. Um, another interesting thing with, with the Steelers that I've noticed is when when DeCastro's not playing and you give the rookie Dotson a shot at being on the offensive line with Chucks Okafor, Ben is untouchable. But nobody literally can get to Ben. Um I would probably think in this game you would you would bring DeCastro in off the bench since DeCastro's been on off with injuries all year. That's what I do. Uh I would I would let Dotson get the start with Chucks Okafor and watch Ben not get sacked the whole entire game. And again, you know, and I, I read on Twitter that, you know, that everybody's posting the videos of every time the Bengals disrespected the terrible towel. And listen, the curse is real because the Titans did it and the Titans didn't beat us this year. The Ravens have done it and we've beaten the Ravens so far this year. Uh, the Bengals were like 8,051 to like one against them. So, and I'm not, listen, I'm not going to take the game lightly. You know, I've been saying it all week. I'm not going to take it lightly. Uh, I'm not going to say it's a cakewalk. You know, Joe, Joe Burrow is a, is a, you know, he's a decent quarterback for Cincinnati. But again, I think just offensively, we, we have too much that they can't handle. And defensively, I don't think their offensive line is going to be able to stop our defensive blitzing all game. Because we come with different exotic packages all game long. Um, you know, and that's something that Keith Butler improved on in the offseason after last year. Uh, he, if, if you thought this defense was good last year, and, and don't get me wrong, we, we we give up big passing plays like any other secondary at times, and you could thank Terrell Edmonds for blown coverages or just playing prevent defense when you shouldn't need to play prevent defense. Uh, but but you know, but at the end of the day, you're still going up against the number one ranked defense in the league. Um, and then I had to hear, and uh, uh, you know, and this is just comical. Uh, I don't mind when people send me a DM or want to ask me a question about something, but when you're going to send me a message on Twitter about how Tomlin still doesn't deserve to be this coach and it's because of a racial thing, just do me a favor and don't send me the message because, A, you know what? Ten years ago, I would have entertained it. Now I'm not going to entertain it. Um, If you really want to be ignorant, and, and a bigot as such, then go talk about it in your Ku Klux Klan members uh, meeting somewhere over there in Redneck, Georgia, where you guys bang each other's cousins and have inbred children. All right. Because I don't want to say I, I, I just don't do it. Um, you know, there's really no there's really no need for it. So it's, it, you know, and, and with that being said, so a black guy can't be successful in any sport. But if but if a white man surpassed a certain record. It could be celebrated, but because Tomlin has 14 years of not one losing season, and not only that, has the most most uh, wins as a minority coach, that can't be celebrated. Okay.
That, that, that makes a world of sense. You know, I guess we're back in the 50s where the blacks had to drink out of the black, you know, out of the blacks water fountain and the whites had to drink out of the whites water fountain. I, you know, I, whatever. I guess we're back to that. I, you know, I, and, you know, I guess we're back to the pre-Civil War days too then. Uh, it's just utterly disgusting, you know, in which this world has really become, you know, it's like the world's going backwards instead of going forward at this point. But, you know, we could save that for another day. And, uh, you know, and as I, you know, get off that topic, because it's one that just utterly just annoys me and it makes me sick to my stomach. Uh, you know, we got Thursday night football coming up. You know, you got the Colts and you got the uh, the Titans for the battle of the AFC South. Well, you know, it's going to be a good game. You know, you got the veteran in Rivers and you got Tannehill. Um, I don't see the Colts really stopping the run game of Derrick Henry. I think this is where Henry kind of breaks out for like 200 plus. Um, listen, t- if Tennessee wins this game, Tennessee's winning the AFC South. If they lose, they're going to have to win every game that the Colts lose against same opponents to win. It, 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 the AFC South is slowly becoming like the AFC North in a way, where you're always going to have these two teams going up against each other. And you can say, well, you know, you, you know, the AFC North's got Cleveland, Cincinnati. Listen, I'm not ever going to take Cleveland seriously till Cleveland takes themselves seriously. And there's some coaches and former coaches come out and say, you know, they like the improvement in Cleveland. Well, here's here's the main improvement you need, and that's at your quarterback position. You need to get one that's going to lead the team and not be a cocky, arrogant prick. That's what you need to do. Um, you know, again. Baker Mayfield needs to learn from those who paved the way for him to be to, to be where he is. And you know, like like even learn from Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers knows how to lead a team. Uh look, you know, you, you know, look at Tannehill. Okay, Tannehill's another guy. He had it crappy in Miami, right? And then goes to Tennessee and he's living it up. So Baker Mayfield again needs to be humbled. Uh, Thursday night game though, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. I don't think it's gonna be a snooze fest. Uh, I think it goes back and forth. I think you get a I think you get a, a, a duel at this point. Uh, Rivers is gonna sling the ball every which way he could. He better hope he better really hope that uh, T Y Hilton can play in this game because otherwise, I I just really don't know where your offensive uh, scoring is gonna come from. And the, the and your offensive line better protect Rivers because. Tennessee's defense at, at times is really no joke, uh, especially when they have a defensive-minded coach in Mike Rabel, who was a successful defensive player in New England. So, uh, but if you had to ask me, I'd take Tennessee by a touchdown. I don't think it's going to be an utter blowout, but it's going to it's it's it'll be a close one. But I say they win by seven. And you know. There was other topics I wanted to discuss, but, you know, it's early in the morning and I'm still trying to wake up as it is. Uh, and I got working a little bit, so I'm going to cut it here. Uh, hopefully I can do another one. I got to work later tonight. Um, but if I don't get to do one tonight, I'll do one tomorrow when I wake up. Till then, stay safe. And as always, you know what it is. Peace.